We're back! We're back! Oh my goodness. Well, <laughs> this is the Overclock Podcast. We are quite on the clock today. We are coming to you from the food court. <laughs> very sexy, very sexy, let me tell you. <laughs> I am Lindsay Shooters, and I am, as always, pleased to be joined by my friend and sometimes friend of me. Yes, and mostly colleague, colleague in the media business. Gavin Dudley, hello, pleased to meet you again. I'm glad you've got you all back. <laughs> so Gavin, 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 there's new iPhones in the world. You hate iPhones. Go. Ho hum. Yes, yeah, snore fest. Okay, here's how it goes. The entire iPhone presentation, which went on for freaking hours, summarized in three lines. It goes like this. iPhone XS, $1,000, 5.8 inch screen iPhone XS Max, 6.5-inch screen, $1,100. New category, iPhone XR, 6.1-inch screen, $750. Get the iPhone XR. That's all you need to know about it. The iPhone XR doesn't have a flimsy glass backplate. It's actually got a proper aluminium backplate, so it doesn't break when you look at it. You know, and it's got all the best stuff from the XS phones. So get the iPhone XR, save yourself a packet if you absolutely have to belong to the iPhone army in the first place. Do you know what? I actually agree with you. <laughs> For the first time, talking about an iPhone, <laughs> I fully 100% agree with them. And I'll tell you why, again. Yeah. Because for 250 dollars less. Ah. It's probably going to work out to like maybe yeah. 3,000 grand. Yeah, that's, that's a lot of money. You can buy a whole extra phone for that. That is a lot of money. Mm. So, never mind. That's just the difference. Yeah, I mean, that's just the difference in price. Yeah. Um, so you will get the exact same processor, one gig less RAM. Which is already too little RAM to start with. An LCD screen and not an OLED, with no which, one cares. But you won't notice the difference. And better battery life plain than the iPhone 8 Plus. And much more durable, which is the whole problem. Everybody knows at least five people who cracked the back of their iPhone. Come on, everybody must own up and own the fact that your iPhones crack because they made of flimsy glass. As are all the super phones. Don't know why they do it. They think everybody wants wireless charging. No, what everybody wants is durable phone. That's what you want. One that doesn't break when you look at it. But Kevin, wireless charging is hella. Hella, hella, hella convenient. Yes, yes, for all 3% of the people who are currently using it, agreed, once you start using it, it does become hugely convenient. I can't deny that. Mm. But, you know, it doesn't help if the phone's going to break before that level of convenience. I still really like metal-bodied phones. I just think they're durable, and that's what you want out of your phone. You want your two-year lifespan. But the phone still has a glass pack. It still has wireless charging. It has the same main camera module as the other two phones. Um, no, I think I think the, the XR doesn't have aluminium band. No, no, it's no, aluminium, it aluminium structural band. Oh, I see. Well, my band. bad, so my you, bad. You essentially okay, sorry, I have, to, I have to pull that back. I thought <laughs> I completely misunderstood that, that issue. Okay. But my, the big thing, like the elephant in the room, besides for air power not making it, besides for the AirPod update not coming. These, for those who don't know, these are all products that were expected and promised and just never delivered. Mm. Besides for all of that. The one thing that they never mentioned in the spec sheets on the website, everywhere, I cannot find it in the life of me, and I have had the time to research these things. What is the battery size of this phone? Yeah, but it was the same. They would also never quote the RAM either. It was just, here's a phone, it works great, you don't need to know. But the RAM you know? doesn't matter. Well, it, it does matter. It's just that Apple has made a point of using their RAM more efficiently so that even with less RAM, you get comparable performance to others. I can't deny that. So importantly, Apple does two things. 
they design their own CPU and they design their own GPU. Yeah, very, that is impressive. Can't deny. You've got to understand the technical moves required to design your own CPU for something like a mobile phone is phenomenally complicated. Yeah. Mm. So, so when you're doing all of that, you optimize like from the silicon all the way through to your software and everything. Remember, did you see? Did you see the Gallagher AR demo? Nope. I was a big fan of Gallagher growing up as a kid. Okay. The game, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's almost like Galaxian, one of those. Yes. Yeah, it's like Space Invaders. Yes. Uh, yeah. So they've now, they have these three people standing around the stadium and all playing the same game and they're right. shooting at these aliens from their phones. Right. And I'm sorry, but I've never in my life seen or foreseen an Android device. <laughs> Remember these demos are designed to make you think exactly that. It's a completely impractical application. 99.9% of people are just walking around, taking their voice notes, you know, taking their pictures of their kids. You know, please, man, how many of us are actually going to stand there and play Gallagher? We are into our two-minute warning and we haven't spoken about it. So those are the iPhones. The iPhones are great. The iPhones are amazing. Stars the show. First thing they announced, out the gate. The Apple Watch Series 4. Okay, I, can I just can I just add that you? I think that the two main iPhones are coming to South Africa in September. We don't know when the XR is coming, yes. but I'd recommend September you hold off for that anyway. Um, iPhone yeah. XS and XS Max are available. Yeah, and then XR we don't know, but sometime in October. Yes, I recommend you hold off for that. I think it might be close to but the end of the year. The thing that bothers me, keeping up at night about the XR, is how big exactly are those bezels, and how much engineering went into those screen mm. controllers and the backlight controllers. Yeah, Because yeah. <laughs> that's the problem. Yeah. I'm getting so excited I'm coughing. Yeah. <laughs> that's the problem with LCDs. Like, you have to fit the backlight in somewhere. Yeah, but I mean, they've been doing that for eons, you know, so it doesn't matter. They, they've you know, figured it out. A lot of times now. also where they were like, hey, it's an LCD, but it has kept away. First time on a phone. Uh, <laughs> no, Apple. Yeah, LG's yeah, been yeah. doing that for a very long All the stuff that <laughs> Apple constantly claims to have done first. The fact is, as far as I'm concerned, we've already given this subject too much airtime, so can we just move on? Yes, the watch is watch, 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 yeah. It now has the EK, uh, ECG, so electrocardiograph built in. Oh, yeah. Now, that, that impressed the hell out of me. For those who don't know how an electrocardiograph works, Lindsay's going to explain it. <laughs> in 30 seconds. <laughs> no, it's, it's like a bona fide machine that paramedics will use to check out whether you're alive. And they yes. use them in hospitals, but it's one of the more accurate, genuine medical procedures they can do to check your heart and your internals and stuff. And now you can actually literally do a medical grade test of yourself through the damn watch, but, which is pretty damn. Cool. But only if you are in the USA. Yeah, but it, because it only has FDA approval. Well, and from later this year. Well, okay, it's no coincidence that the other big feature of the phone is if you fall down and you don't get up again in a minute, then it alerts everybody you know. So I think they're targeting senior citizens with this watch. Not only senior citizens, but yappies who have senior citizen parents. So the yappies are like, ooh, I've got an Apple Watch. I should get one for my mom. <laughs> and that is you know, time. Eye rolling. Yes, that's wrong. What is that waitron with the coffee? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, we're going to take a few percent of her tip if she doesn't turn up we in a minute. The beers, so we yeah, sure, the beers. sure. Good point. Speaking of which, cheers. Cheers. Comeback episode. <laughs> <laughs> mm. On the 
Let's come back to him. Cool. So let's put seven minutes back on the clock. And... Gavin, what do we got? Smartphone sales. Yeah, well, I don't have a whole lot to say. I mean, the most interesting thing is that Huawei has passed Apple. Um, I mean, it, you know, no one really cares. The numbers are so monstrously huge. And in fact, Samsung has such a big margin on both those other two um, that the fact that Huawei sold more phones than Apple is neither here nor there. It is, after all, uh, right at the end of Apple's sales cycle anyway. It's, you know, the month before their new phone comes out. Well, not the month before the new phone comes out, but their new phones have been in the market for a really long time. One could expect the sales to be dropping off, so it's maybe no big surprise that Huawei has managed to pass them right at the end. Um, Samsung still has a massive margin on both of them, but Apple has the biggest margin on everyone else for the amount of money it's actually making of cell phones. So you've got to feel for people like Samsung, despite being out in the lead, far in the lead, the fact that Apple is basically taking up 80% of all the money in the market, even though you're selling twice as many phones as they're selling, you know, you're having to live off the crumbs that Apple leaves behind on the table. Most unfortunate, but um, I mean, the Huawei and Samsung have kept this up for a while, so obviously it's doable. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I think I think the China markets are turning out to be tougher than they thought. The Indian market is turning out to be particularly tough because there they've placed the restrictions on Apple selling product that isn't manufactured in India. So Apple's actually had to invest quite heavily in plants to build um, iPhones there because Apple wouldn't allow them to simply bring a Chinese-made iPhone straight into India, which is jolly interesting, I think. That is quite interesting, and. I don't want to spend the next seven minutes talking to Biden, <laughs> talking about Apple again. Yes. But there's a couple of things that stood out to me during the keynote that they have done very, very well. So they saw Huawei, they saw Huawei come, they saw Huawei snatch their crown from them, and they were like, you know what, what are these guys doing that is better than what we are doing? And they were like, cool, they're doing a great camera. So let's make a great camera. So they made a bigger sensor, not as big as the Huawei. Their camera's always been pretty good, but they have fallen just a little bit off the mark. Yeah, okay. So Apple re-engineered the sensor, bigger now, it's got a bunch of pixels to capture all the light. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then they were like, you know what, these guys are also doing... NPU, so like neural processing units. So we also have one, but we're just going to make ours better. Yeah, you know, I think these are all kind of really incremental improvements on the basics. Everyone wants better battery life, everyone wants a more durable phone, everyone wants a more cost-effective phone. These incremental stuff that's happening at the top of the market just doesn't impress me at all. I'm interested in, you know, the mid-range phones and the mid-range heroes, of which there are great phones around now. Um, and then, and then the biggest thing that we didn't mention in the first part of the show, they brought out the seven nanometer processor. Yeah, now that is again. I mean, if you you have to be pretty geeky to understand what that all means. But you know, most processors have been stuck on 14 nanometers. That's like the thickness of the silicon that they can build on, well, which is already like as thick as a bloody hair, you know. But um, then, then yeah, it became, became very, very hard to get down to 10 nanometers. The, the difference is that everything gets packed much tighter together, so the yeah. processor works much faster and is more energy efficient. The tighter, smaller they can make it. But they really struggle to get from 14 to 10 nanometers. 
and everyone thought it would take them another long while to get from 10 down to further than that, but Apple's already done that, so demonstrating market leadership there. But here is another interesting thing that's happening, is that increasingly Samsung is also developing its own processor, and Huawei is developing its own processor. Yes. More and more, the dominance of Qualcomm, who had made processors for everybody else's phones, is slowly chipping away. On top of that, we see people like um, Samsung working much harder on their alternative operating system. So, for example, the, the DeX feature built into their phone is actually a full desktop operating system. It looks just 3,000% better than it did when it launched. And you just wonder if they aren't trying to work their way gradually away from the dominance of Android, where the Android kind of platform dictates to them what they can and can't do. So on the one hand, we see people developing their hardware independently to look more Apple-like, and what if they also develop their operating systems to be more independent and more Apple-like? Perhaps Samsung's going that route with DeX, or perhaps it's developing its own other operating systems. Very interesting if these things come to pass, because it would be, instead of having consolidated everything under Android, it now refragments again, where everybody develops their own systems. Yeah, so I, I posted a lovely story about the, the Apple announcements um, on my new blog, Woo! That Opinion Guy. Oh, that Opinion Guy. <laughs> oh. .co.za or thatopinionguy.wordpress.com, depending on which one you want to use. The domain is available, the domain is mine. It is where I am now. Um, and the important thing it is, like why I brought this up, and not just shameless self-promotion, which I'm not afraid of, <laughs> um, is the Huawei PR immediately shot back in my tweet and she was like, oh, wait until October when we launch on May 20. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, you guys are hurting because Apple just just claimed all of your thunder. They like they just took your storm and they were like, yeah, we're going to bring it over to us now. So they announced the, the new Kira 980 with the upgraded on the 7 nanometer process with the updated like neural processing units yes, and all the ones that Kirin, Kirin is the Huawei flagmark yes. chip made by processor that Silicon, they which is a yes. Huawei entity. Right. Um, but they're both produced by TSMC, which is one of the biggest chip makers in the, country, in the world. Okay. Yeah. Now, the Samsung matches that with its processor called Exynos. Yes. And again, Samsung has massive, massive factories that produce processors, memory chips, all sorts of things yeah. for all the other manufacturers in the world. So again, they have the capability of producing their own chip at extremely low cost. Someone like someone like Apple doesn't own a, a manufacturing facility. Yeah, they they can parties. sort of design it and then they have to hand it over to someone else to build it for them. Yeah. So all very interesting how it's shaping up with the Huawei having its own chip, Samsung developing its own chip, possibly its own operating system. Apple already demonstrating that owning the chip and the operating system together can be a very powerful platform. So the top three smartphone sellers yep. in the world are not using the dominant smartphone chips. Yes, well, they are in part for some yeah. of their, their more value models. Uh, Apple, not at all, of course. Well, but Samsung uses the, the, yeah. the Qualcomm stuff. Yes, yes. But Qualcomm once owned this industry. Basically, it was the leading chip in everybody's leading phone, and that's no longer the case today. Very interesting development. But I think the lesson out of here is try and buy something that someone controls the entire Yes, I, I don't know if that's necessarily going to work for them, but they seem to think that that, that is a plan. They, they see Apple doing it, and they see that there must be some advantage to be gained. That is time. Thank you very much, Mr. Dudley. And that's seven minutes on the clock again, Mr. Dudley. Right. So this is the segment of the show where we give you some useful information, a hot tip that you can pick up on. And today, we're going to discuss probably one of the most widely used apps in the world, if not the most widely used, and that's WhatsApp, the messaging platform. 
Now, here's a situation. You've lost your phone, you've destroyed your phone, or perhaps you're just upgrading to a new phone or an old phone. In one way or another, you're moving to another phone. Your concern is you belong to a whole lot of WhatsApp groups. Maybe you're on the neighborhood watch and you're on the church group and you're on the parents group for the school and various other groups. You've got fantastic multimedia and photos that people have sent you over time. It's really hard leaving all that behind when you move to your new phone and set up your WhatsApp. The good news is you don't have to. What you should be doing in the first place is backing up your WhatsApp from time to time. You can set your WhatsApp to back up by itself it does it in the background over the Wi-Fi, and it sends it all into Google Drive. You don't have to do anything at all. It just stores it in the cloud for you. If you set up your WhatsApp to back up regularly, then it becomes really, really easy to move your WhatsApp to a new phone. So here's what I suggest you do. First, um, open the menu in WhatsApp that allows you to set your backup. Run the backup. Once you've run the backup, switch the phone off. Now, no new messages can arrive to mess up your archive. All your messages are archived at that point in time where you switch the phone off. You turn the new phone on, you install your WhatsApp, um, you must make sure the SIM card is in the new phone, install your WhatsApp and in the process of installing it will ask you, well, do you want to restore? We'll look for a backup. It looks for a backup, finds the backup and then asks if you want to restore it and you click yes and your WhatsApp starts working immediately. But what happens is in the background it keeps pulling down all the bits and pieces of information it needs to build up your archive of WhatsApp. So um, your WhatsApp will start working immediately but it will still rebuild your, your background of multimedia and messages and you don't lose any of the groups you belong to. So good luck with that. You can move your WhatsApp seamlessly from one phone to another. Okay, cool. Yes. <laughs> We're on a coffee break. We're on a coffee break. Hello. Can I'll have regular America, regular plain coffee with some cold milk, please. Uh, black Americana for myself, please. Thank, Thank you very much. much. No okay. Plot twist, Mr. Dudley. Ooh. Yes. This is a new segment. It's called Hot Coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to call it black coffee. Let's <laughs> <but>, uh, <laughs> not associate ourselves with those people with a bad rep. Yeah, okay. Um, so, in the time that this waitress is taking to bring our coffees, I have to make a counterpoint to whatever Gavin has said before this. Ooh, my goodness. Uh, right. So, what was my, my first point was, iPhone is irrelevant. If you want one, you've got one. You don't need to be convinced to get one. Okay. So, <laughs> here we go. I will actually tie this into your neat segue into your WhatsApp phone. Yes. So the bigger problem is when you're moving from iOS Ooh, to yeah. another platform. Another platform. So to Android right. for WhatsApp messages. Because WhatsApp messages on, on yeah. iOS yeah. back yeah. up to iCloud. Very good. Very good. And you can't extract it to then sync to Android. Yeah. So instead of dropping it in Google Drive like it does in the Android, it yes. drops it in iCloud. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. So that's a big problem. And that's all part of that Apple lock-in. So this amazing thing happened, right? I was there on holiday with my family um, up in Pretoria in this lovely Airbnb flat with a lovely view of the city. And the only media device that they had in this thing, like I'm there with my two small kids, we need to entertain them somehow, is an Apple TV sitting in the corner. So the privacy is like they have super fast fiber 
and they're like, cool, you input your account details into this device and then you can watch your like Netflix stuff or whatever. And I'm like, no, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> okay. Because the odds of me not resetting yes, all yes, of those yes. accounts on that right. on, like we have to leave that like five years Anyway, no, this is to do with Apple. Okay. So right. the amazing thing about Apple is that everything works together. So my wife has an iPad and an iPhone. I have an iPad and an iPhone, but I use Android phones as well. And we could just airplay to the Apple TV, like seamlessly. So I managed to get onto the Wi-Fi eventually on my on my iPad. So my wife was actually in the bathroom, and she wanted to get onto the Wi-Fi. Sharing, yeah, sharing yeah, the Wi Fi yeah, password with yeah, her. Yeah. And it was such a beautiful harmony. Okay, it happens on Android <laughs> too, by the way. No, it doesn't. No, it, it kind doesn't. of does. You can choose to share that stuff. Yes, but yeah. this just happened intuitively okay, as long right. as okay. like, we're in the same like family group. Okay. Like, the, oh, I see. But then how do you know that the person in, in the room next door is not getting that same offer? They turn no, on no, the Wi Fi. No, because Apple knows that we are. Intertwined, like I see. Apple knows too much, is my opinion. Google no, knows too much. Yeah, no, no, no true. Kids, man. Yeah, but I've given up. Man. I've just totally submitted it. Because I have a Google mm. Home in, yeah. in my kitchen, uh -huh. and the one time I needed to use it for a shoot at the place where I used to work, <laughs> and so I took it away. <laughs> Sorry for laughing. More on that later. And my son, I was WhatsApping my son and my kids saying goodnight to them that evening. Yeah. And my son was like, "But Daddy, where's Google?" And I was like, "No, Google's with me. I'm bringing it home." And then it occurred to me that I share a Google Photos thing with my wife. Uh -huh. So, like, when she takes pictures, okay, Google well, knows okay. who our kid, what our kids look like uh -huh. and how they've grown up. And right. then it will automatically share it to me and I will automatically share it to them. So, it has, like, it knows their faces. Okay. Then now it knows their voices yes, because they yes. speak to Google. Yes, yes, Google yes, Google yes absolutely, absolutely. And yeah. This I, is starting to freak me out. No, no, no. I had a serious, I had a moment of that too. We did a story in the upcoming issue of Tech Magazine about Google Photos. And one of the features is that you can tell Google to go through and find the faces of people that crop up in lots of photos. Yeah. So you don't tell it. You just tell it, hey, go look for some people. Yeah, yeah. And it comes back and it finds collections of people, people who were in the shadows, yeah. in the in a picture from two billion years ago and they match him up with the guy to, that you took the same photo of the same guy yesterday in the previous picture he had a beard he was in the dark with glasses and it's figured out that he's the same guy and it's complete freak out it's grouped my children together it's grouped my wife and her yep. and my friends yep. it's completely freaky how it's figured out who all these people are oh, yes. wow man and that is yeah. why someone would want yeah, but, sure. But you can only buy, you can't live in isolation. Yeah. Although Apple wants you to live in isolation because all of its well, products assume that you are the only person. Yes, as who long uses as it product. has access to yes. you, it doesn't care if you have access yes. to anyone. But else, if your yeah. family has it, you can use the iMessage thing. Oh. And iMessage now runs through servers that are 100% run on renewable energy. Oh, yeah. So yeah, they're yeah, essentially yeah. saying whenever you have an iPhone and you use WhatsApp instead of iMessage, you are taking a dump on the planet. <laughs> 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 it is time yeah. in the segment. Oh my goodness! Coffee isn't back. Oh, coffee isn't right. We were speculating about how long the coffee could take. But one of the other topics we wanted to discuss was the concept of all-day battery life. And what does that actually mean, anyway? Um, my problem is, despite using my phone for a number of different things all day, I listen to tons of podcasts for like two hours into work, two hours going home. I listen to music on my phone throughout the day because it's easier than working on PC. I use the Bluetooth. 
I got mail arriving, messages arriving constantly. We're filming, we're photographing. I always get two-day battery out of my phone. So I don't understand what other people are doing that they what can't get through a day. On your phone, but here's the thing. I don't understand what everybody else is doing that they constantly complain about their phone dying at the end of the day. That just doesn't happen. Let's have a look. Now, here I've got an entry-level phone. It has 61%. I haven't charged it since yesterday. So, you know, I, so I was up at 4.30 this morning. Got to the gym at five. Oh, I was. Man. I had. I had like two days to do and like some weird cadence right, and right. Nike So I did that on the treadmill on the woodway. Oh, whatever woodway that. Now. Whatever that means. It's a treadmill that doesn't. Fuck, you I power don't know. It. I run in the mountains, man. But you powered it, so it isn't powered itself. Oh, I see. Yes. Oh, I see. I see. Okay, right, fine. <laughs> it only okay. goes as fast as you. Right. Are. Okay. 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 <laughs> um, and so I was using my phone in my hand, like. Running the, with, the okay. motion sensor right, sort of thing. Right, it's streaming the Bluetooth to my AirPods right, right. with the podcast I was listening to this morning. Uh, and it's streaming Bluetooth in the car on the way to the gym. Right. It's like 15 minutes drive. Right, okay, okay, okay. And, back home again. and then I was just like on it, watched a couple of maybe a half an hour of YouTube okay. um, messages coming in. Okay, meanwhile, your email's time. coming through all the time in the background, your WhatsApp's are coming in. And then in. I had it plugged in on the way. I left home, it was on 35%. Okay. Um, I, on the way here, I had it plugged into the car, so that's like a half an hour drive. Okay. And I am now on 28%. So, so I don't what, know. What phone is this? This, this is, is this is the Huawei P20. Okay. And I promise you, so for me. That's a P20 Pro. Isn't it? No, there's no, a regular. Standard okay. P20. Right, okay. 30, LCD screen, right, right, okay. 3400 million okay. power so, But did you start a fully charged this morning? Yes, a fully charged, fully charged. You're not 28%. Yeah. Okay. So on the Note 9, Galaxy Note 9, 4000 million hours of yes, yes, yes. Day battery right. life quoted. This is what actually popped it into my head. I was catching maybe four and a half hours screen on that. That's absurd. I, mean, I, I don't understand what people are doing. I think what, well, one of the things I do is I keep my brightness turned down quite a lot. All right, coffee has coffee arrived. Coffee is here. Hot coffee. Thank you very much. Da, 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 da. Fuel. Fuel. <laughs> that was a fun show. I'm so happy to be back with you guys. All right. Start a mini. Mm. I'm very happy to be back on this. Um, Thank you, man. Yeah, as I said earlier, I have mm. left the place where I was working earlier. Mm. Um, I am now doing things on my own. Absolutely. Long time overdue. And, like, give me an example. Um, what are you doing so on your own? I've started a new website because, like, I have a lot of projects that I'm busy with right now. Mm. Like, trying to get busy with, you know, it goes. Yeah. It starts a bit slow. Yeah. Um, but I still have all these opinions that I want to yeah. say. And I was like, you yeah. know what? I think people value my opinion. Okay. You know, a couple of people in the world who are like... Certainly I do, Always seriously. asking yeah. me yep. about yep. tech yep. and about yep. cars and about stuff. Right. So all my thoughts about uh-huh. cars, consumer-related thoughts about cars and technology and how it affects us mm. and how it should affect us, in my opinion, yes. and what the manufacturers are doing wrong and what right. they're doing right, I call out on this new portal called That Opinion Guy. Because I'm just a guy with an opinion, and I'm that opinion. Absolutely. Love it. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's really hard to get, to cut through the marketing bump that is out there. You are surrounded by it. So when you find nuggets of useful information, like you will probably find on that opinion guy, this is the information that actually should help you make 
decisive moves around technology, not the marketing spiel that's out there. Try and limit that stuff and look for honest opinions from people who don't really have specific skin in the game. Their interest is in giving you the best information and empowering you. Yeah. So I, I didn't do that fully. Cool. Yeah. And as usual, you can find me on Sharpshooters. That's S C S H A R P S C H U T T E R S. That's my surname, Shooters. Um, on all social media, that's on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, you can find me on LinkedIn Shooters. And Gavin, what are you up to now? Well, I don't do much social media. I just find the noise too noisy and I just don't feel inclined to contribute to the noise but if you uh, want to keep track of what's going on in my magazine which is where I kind of try and curate my opinions um, Tech Magazine Czar is on Facebook and Tech Magazine Czar is now also on YouTube so you can always find out about us there you can drop us a message if there's anything you want to know and I'll get back to you Tech Magazine is the biggest tech magazine in the country. That it is. And um, yeah, we're trying to keep it up there. And there's a reason why it's there. It's because we're looking out for people like you. So do get a hold of us on Facebook or Twitter, Tech Magazine ZA. Uh, and you can find my words in there as well. Indeed. Because I'm a free agent now. And on a regular basis, you'll be finding him there. And in fact, he's doing a great story on USB-C. You can find out why that's important. Cool. That's been another episode of the Overclock Podcast. See you guys next time.